Hi, my name is Sven Grunefeld, and you're listening to Brothers on Tennis. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And man, we've made it to the start of the 2021 Australian Open Grand Slam. We had five tournaments last week that somehow or another made their way through, Bryce. I mean, <laughs> right. that was a lot of tennis to take in. It was a lot, which was cool, but it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it it, it it was it bordered on overload because you know even the the tennis networks couldn't cover everything. <laughs> exactly. I w- I was thinking like I got TC Plus, I got you know Tennis Channel, I got all this, and I still couldn't see everything, right, you know, right. all the time. So, but it was a good problem to have. Um, yes. You know, uh, like you said, there were uh, three women's events, all five hundred level. Uh, two men's events that were both 250 level, and we had the ATP Cup. Yes, exactly. Just just a lot of, of great tennis. And uh, again, I'll go ahead and we want to always put out our, 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 uh, our spiel, if you will, for, for the app that we are recording on here. Uh, folks, if you are listening to this podcast, this is being recorded on the Locker Room app. Um, it is a wonderful platform that allows for live audio social networking for sports fans. If you are not familiar with Locker Room, you need to become familiar. So just go on out to the iTunes or your iTunes app store, download Locker Room. Again, right now it is available on the iPhone and iPad. Um, it will be available on other platforms very, very soon. But hey, if you want to engage in real-time sports, this is the app to be on. Come and hang out with us. We talk tennis all the time, as much as we possibly can. You can start <laughs> up your own rooms. You can get things going with other folks who are interested in the things that you are interested in, i.e. tennis. And uh, just shoot the stuff, man, especially given that, you know, you've got the Australian Open happening right now and you can talk with others about results. You can talk about just so many different things. So, again, want to throw a special shout out for Locker Room and the Locker Room app because we are recording on that. So we want to give out that love. So, yes. W- yes. So with that being said, my brother, these men, those five tournaments that happened last week, it was, it was some really good tennis, I must say, and a lot of great preparation, if you will, for the first grand slam tournament of the year. What were your thoughts on it? You know, I, I, I thought it was very well done. And, you know, from a logistics standpoint, it had to be crazy because, you have six events that are all happening not only at the same time, mm-hmm. but they're happening at the same venue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you you had situations where you had people, and I saw this in the, in the draws, where they were in singles in one tournament and they were in doubles in the other one. Exactly. Crazy, and, right? Um, right. So, you know, shout out to all the people that were there in logistics and scheduling and, and trying to make it all happen. And then as if that in itself wasn't enough, they had a, a COVID scare, right? Yes. So at one of the main hotels where players have been staying, one of the uh, workers tested positive. So they had to shut everything down for a day and to get everyone tested. And and once again, just want to give them props for that because that could have been something that could have lingered for days. Yes. We only lost one day of tennis. Um, it doesn't sound like anyone else tested positive right. um, who may have been, you know, in that hotel. 
So they were just really on top of it, the way Australia has been on top of this whole thing. And a lot of other countries <coughs> could learn a lot, you know, from the way Australia handles their business in this um, area. So I'm, I'm they, they, have my, they have my utmost respect. Absolutely, brother, and I couldn't I couldn't say it any better because again they are they have really been spending just just hour after hour, night after night, day after day, just trying to make this thing happen. And I think that they did a great job when they found out that they had a positive case. They was like, "Yo, shut it down!" And, right. and you know, what I mean, they was like, "We're not trying to play." We ain't going to let this get out of control. Shut it down. Let's get everybody tested. Let's make sure everybody's good. And, and like I said, I feel like they're really making good, responsible decisions. And I believe that is the reason why Australia is in the position it's in with basically no COVID cases, you know, um, 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 you know, there. I think they were on what, like a 20, 20 plus 25 day type of a, a streak of not having any cases or any. Mm -hmm. So, right. I mean, that's just, that's just incredible. So, yeah, kudos to them. And, uh, you know, like I said, they, they're making really good decisions. Poor uh, Craig Tiley, though. I, you keep seeing him on uh, Tennis Channel. And I swear to, swear to you, every day it looked like he got more gray hair. Uh <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sure he's being well compensated for his efforts. That is a very, very true statement. <laughs> that is a very when, true statement. When this is all and done, he going to sit back. And get him a get him a Fosters and everything gonna be all right. <laughs> everything gonna be good, right? <laughs> right. So yeah, let's do sir. this. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into those results. And yeah, so let's start with the women and okay. let's actually start with the last tournament that was added. And this mm -hmm. one was uh the Grampians Trophy. Um tournament. Now this right. was the one that they added at the end because of the people that were on one of those, those, I think it was 72 players were on those three flights that came in that were, um, that had a Corona positive test, uh, come off of those planes. So those people had to undergo a hard quarantine. They weren't able to practice at all, you know, during that period. And so what ended up happening is, so that they would have an opportunity to play. They added a third 500 level women's tour. And it was interesting because since they started a day late, they were a day short. So that Thursday or that Wednesday or that Thursday when there was no tennis, mm -hmm. that hurt them more than anything else. So what it ended up doing actually is causing them to have to cancel their finals. So the two finalists ended up, uh, I think basically split, splitting the, the prize fund. They both got points as a finalist um, at the tournament. And we had, you know, really kind of two surprise finalists. We had uh, Annette Contevant right. and we had Anne Lee. Now, before, I, before you jump in here, Isaac, something that we saw happen across all of the tournaments is as we got later in the week, you started to see some of the top players say, well, okay, I think I'm good. I've got enough reps in. Uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of withdraw from the tournament now. And I know that that happened in, in this tournament as well. So what did you think about the, uh, the splitting of the tournament between Ann Lee and Contevay? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it was the responsible thing to do because, again, it's a Grand Slam championship that's about to start. So you don't want to, you know, do anything to jeopardize that or the players. And um, so I think it was a smart decision for them to do that. And uh, and it didn't seem like the players had any issues. They, I saw the little um, uh, um, uh, when they were giving out the 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 uh, uh, the checks and the and the whatever the. Yeah. Anyway, they they seemed like they were having fun with it, uh, Contevade and and Lee. So it it this it seemed like they were okay with the fact that you know they had to share, if you will, in in that particular tournament. So so yeah, I, I thought it was the right decision. What about you? And remember, I, you know, if everything's back to normal, none of these t- tournaments are going to happen next year anyway. Correct. So Correct. They, they all got <laughs> they all got one year contracts. So it's not like a full. What do I have to defend next year? I mean, yeah, you'll be back to the regular tournaments. Uh, I totally agree with what you said, and what I want to highlight is that both of these finalists, though, had very strong wins in the semifinals. They did. Um, Contevea took out um, Maria Sakari, who is you know one of our favorites. Um, in her semifinal, and uh, Ann Lee took out Jen Brady. That's right. And the other one, and and what the WTA had decided, and you know when they lost that day, was that all of their three set matches, the third set would be a match tiebreak. Right. And so both of those semifinals went to match tiebreaks, and um, you know, Contevade and, and Ann Lee were the victors. Um, at the end of those contests. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And like I said, and they played good tennis too. I mean, that battle between Sakari and Contave, that was a good one. It went to 11-9 in the third set tiebreaker. And as did Ann Lee, uh, hers uh, over Jim Brady, they also went to the third set tiebreaker and they were 10-6. So um, again, very, very good battles by both ladies. So yeah, they had a good showing. Good week. Yeah. So if we move up to the next women's tournament, the Gibson's Trophy, Yep. Uh, we had a final there between Elise Mertens and Kaya Kanepi. Yes, I didn't even know. I didn't even know Kanepi was still playing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think 2020 threw everybody off. So a lot of names that you just really hadn't heard of, they didn't come out at all. And so, yeah, so to see Kaya Kanepi's name again, it's like, oh, wow. Okay, good. I'm glad she's still out there doing some things. And and yeah, she she represented herself very nicely. Right. So Elise Mertens, you know, took that title. And uh, one of the things I'm hyped about is if Kanepi is playing like that, I think she's scheduled to meet Sophia Kennan in the second round of the Australian Open. Right. So I need for her to go handle her business. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Go do what you need to do, Kaya. (laughs) Right. So, you know, that was a good tournament. And then the one turn, I think the women's tournament that we both kind of really focused in on was the Yara River tournament because that had, you know, Venus and Serena in it. Um, And we were very excited about how they looked. But we know that Serena ended up uh, pulling out in the semifinals. She was scheduled to play Ash Barty which absolutely was the right thing to do. And she still got slammed for it by, you know, the Serena haters. But, you know, of course, you know, who cares? Exactly. Um, (laughs) So, but we ended up still with a really good final with Ash Barty uh, taking on and taking out 
Garbina, Mark uh, Muguruza. And here's right. the thing that I got to give Barty props for. Remember, Barty didn't basically play at all last year. Exactly. And so she stepped back out in her first tournament and <laughs> said, look, y'all, ain't nothing changed but my limp. <laughs> exactly. You know, so <laughs> and she snagged her a title. So, um, you're th- oh, and, and before I turn it over to you, although Muguruza lost, let me mm-hmm. tell you what, she's in my top four to win it all at the Australian yeah. Open. She's yeah. looking really, really good. I, I, I can't I cannot disagree. I mean, she looked really good in the final. Ash looked great. Um, again, Ash did have the benefit of having, you know, not having to play the semifinals. So she came mm-hmm. in pretty, pretty fresh. Um, whereas uh, Muguruza had to had to take out uh, Vondrasova, even though she did it extremely, uh, <laughs> extremely <laughs> easy. She went to the bread store and was like, hey, girl, <laughs> I got some things for you. Here's this bagel and this breadstick that don't get. <laughs> that was kind of rude, though. I was like, damn, she put them things on her wrong. Yeah, she was like, look, Barney got to walk over, and I, I, I do not have extra time to spend on you. So, nah, so let's, let's just let's be done and get right. on. So that was pretty disrespectful, but I am mad at her for it. But yeah, she got up in there, and she played some good tennis in that final, as did, as did Ash Barty. I was really impressed with both of those ladies in that final, Bryce. I think that they are going to do some, some major things, not only in this tournament, but like I said, I think 2021 is going to be a good year for both of them. I really yeah. do believe that. I, I agree. I agree. So congratulations to Ash Barty. Yes. So let's hop on over to the men's side where Fellas. there was a little bit of clowning going on over there as well. <laughs> so in the Murray River Open, and, I, you know, I'm definitely going to let you speak on this one. Um, <laughs> we had, in the finals, we had two players, neither one of them who had ever won a title before, which I was kind of surprised with Daniel Evans. I don't know why yeah. I thought he had won something before, like yeah. the the old Brit Open or something. And <laughs> But we had Daniel Evans against FAA, yep. and this was FAA's seventh final that he was going to be in. So there was a lot of probably pressure on, you know, here's an opportunity for him to do it. And uh, Isaac, talk us through what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I'm a big uh, Felix Ajayale Yassim fan and it's, it, it does get a bit frustrating uh, seeing him get to these finals and then just really, I, I don't know what happens, but he just kind of, I, he, it, a lot of things really just kind of made themselves apparent to me, Bryce. And he's still got a lot of growth, which is fine because he's still young. He's only 20 or 21, one of those two things. Um, but it's just for him, I think the variety got him. I think he made a lot of really bad decisions i.e. he tried to change direction on a lot of balls, which was really confusing to me. I'm like, just get out there and work, 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 work the point. And again, I just, I feel like he's got a lot of improvement to make at the net. Um, his net game needs some, needs some, needs some, needs some good work. It needs some good attention. Um, and again, I think it just goes to the overall kind of mindset of, he just, I don't know. He just didn't seem to be able to show that level of variety 
Um, and, and, and simply put, I think Dan Evans was like, yo, <laughs> That's right. he, 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 he ain't got it done in six tries. I've only had three. So, Hey, I like my chances. And he went out there and he did what he needed to do to get it. So, you know, I still am a believer. I made the statement, I think last week or the week before Felix will win a title this year. I absolutely have no doubt that he will. Um, but I do think that there's just certain things that he still needs to clean up about his game and, and even the mental piece of it when he gets into these finals. Um, so disappointing, but at the same time, I'm still, I'm still rocking with him. Um, because even, even though, even with the loss, he was still able to get through his first round at the Australian open. So that to me was a, a very strong positive. So that's how I'm looking at it. How about yourself? How are you seeing, or how did you see that final and how are you thinking about uh, FAA? Well, I'll tell you this, something that I think one of the commentators mentioned, and I had not really paid attention to this before, but they have stated, not only has FAA, you know, lost in his first seven finals, but they, but they mentioned how he typically gets smoked. Mm-hmm. Um, and won a the, set yet. Yeah. And, 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 and for those of us that, that follow tennis, you know, Dan, Daniel Evans ain't nobody to play with. I mean, that was not, you know, just because he's maybe not in the top 10, Daniel Evans can play and he's That's gritty right. and he fights. And so that was going to be a tough um, final. So he smoked FAA 6263. Now, uh, I was mentioning to one of the you guys, maybe it was David or Miles or, or Sasha or one of you guys, what FAA may need to do, you know, just to get this whole thing off his back. Because it it has to it has to be somewhat mental at this point, right? Right. right. At zero and seven, if he needs to go and play the Madagascar Open, <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Right. If he needs to go play the Madagascar Open, you know that's played on gravel. He he needs to go and win that tournament just so that he has a win. At this point, it doesn't matter if it's a, a 250, a 500. I mean, he probably don't need to go down to the ITF level. But, you know, get you a good 250 win. This was a 250, actually, too, but it was a, a more condensed 250. Right. Um, because the longer this goes, the bigger of an issue it's going to be. And once again, one of the guys I was talking to, I think it was maybe David, who said, you know, and then the media is going to make it a bigger deal as right. well. Right. Every time he comes up, every time it's about him, you know, being in the final, this is going to be a thing. So, you know, first of all, props for making it to seven finals at, what is he, is he 20 now? Or? Yeah, I believe he's 20 years old. 20 right. or 21. I don't right. think he's hit 21 yet. Look, there's a whole bunch of 20-year-olds that would love to have had been in seven finals already. So <laughs> we, we acknowledge the success from that perspective. But, yeah, you know, um, he needs to work on becoming a champion. Right, right. I, 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 I definitely agree with that. So congrats, Dan Evans, uh, for getting that first one. And, and uh, you, you'll, you'll need that momentum playing against your countryman tonight, uh, Cam Norrie. That's foul that they got matched up <laughs> in the first round. But, hey, we've been living that situation for a while now, Coco Venus. <laughs> um, so let's move on to the next tournament on the men's side we had, which was the Great Ocean Road Open. 
Yes. Yes. And we had a final of, and Paul talks about this all the time, the Italians coming up. Mm-hmm. We had two Italians in the final with a uh, center and Travaglia. Um, Isaac, what were your thoughts about that? Well, I'm just uh, happy again that the Italians are, are breaking through. And, 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 and I think that there's a lot of momentum there. A lot of good play is happening there. Um, I, I, I had only seen Travaglia's name a few times in, in the draw. So I hadn't really seen his game before, uh-huh. um, but I felt like he represented himself really nicely. Um, and the fact that, again, he took out uh, her catch in the, uh, in the, uh, what was it the quarterfinals there? That, that to me is a pretty, pretty solid win. He, Bublik, you never really know. He took him out before that. And then he took out Sam Curry, which I was just happy Yay! that he did that. <laughs> Fugitive. Right. Anyway, okay. uh, right, anyway. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so I, I feel like the fact that he got those wins that, you know, that's pretty respectful and uh, respectable. And uh, he made it to the final and, and I feel like he played center extremely tough. You know, it's always tough playing a country person or tr- countryman. And, um, but he, he represented himself well, but Yannick center is just a, a, a unique talent. He is, he is he, in my opinion, is a future Grand Slam champion. Um, oh, for sure. Just for sure. multiple. Yeah. yeah, I just he will have multiple. He, in my opinion, will make the you know the Hall of Fame and all that other wonderful stuff. The kid is is legit, and like I said, he he you know jumped up on you know folks like Ketchmanovich, who is another you know kind of newbie, um, and beat him. He beat Hatchinov. Uh, in the semifinals, great match that they played. That was incredible. That one actually could have gone either way. Um, Hashinov right. played a really, really, really nice match. Uh, but the fact that he got through that, and then both players were li- really laboring in the final, but Yannick Sinner, he was just like, yo, I you know, I got enough game to get through you. And that's exactly what he did. And he took the title. And, and this is number two. And mind you, he's a year younger than Felix. So he's right. got two titles two. and Felix yep. has got seven finals. So it's still kudos to Felix, like you said, for making those seven, but you got to get it over the finish line. And that to me is where Yannick, Yannick Sinner is showing that he has the maturity and that champion's medal to actually get it done at the end of the day. So I, I just, I'm, I am all about that young guy, man. He's, he's legit. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, he is, you know, you know how I am. I like to kind of slow roll the new people, try not to get so hyped about them real early, you know, let them prove themselves a little bit over time. But he's just, you know, doing it time and time again. And I know we're not talking about Australian Open results yet, but, you know, um, I was so impressed with the match he played with, you know, Shapovalov uh, last night. And I do think, I do think this, final that he played at the Great Ocean Road um, probably took a little something out of him for that match uh, against Shapovalov. So, you know, hey, he he lost in the first round, but hey, he's also walking away from this whole Melbourne uh, summer series with a title as well. That's right. That's right. And and he has nothing to, you know, to hang his head about as it relates to that that loss, because it was a five setter. You know, again, he was laboring in the final just yesterday that he won that title. So to come back a day after within 24 hours, play someone of, you know, Shapovalov's caliber um, and take it to five that's 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 yeah that speaks volumes man he he's he's legit and that match was incredible by the way i i, I those are some those brothers was banging man they was just hitting yeah. the ball amazing 
Oh, hey, that's goodness. the that's that's the future of our men's tour right there. You're right. You're right. I, that's the man. future of our men's tour. I enjoyed that match thoroughly. <laughs> so, well, let's do this before we we because we're starting to seep into the Australian a little bit. Right. Let's close. Let's close up. Close it the, out. The preliminary yep. was the ATP Cup, and 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 Miles, just just close your ears. I know you're not a big fan, but I'm telling you what, I'm feeling the, the ATP Cup. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it as an event. I still love Hotman, and I, I I don't wish that Hotman was was taken away for the ATP Cup. I wish we could have both, and maybe we right. will at some point. But the ATP Cup was fire again uh, this year. Uh, Isaac, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take our pats on the back right now because from the moment the draws came out, we were like, okay, Russia going to take this. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. Russia going to take this. I mean, they just had the most insane one-two punch and singles. Um, the only real option people, t- teams had to win against them was they had to beat one of the singles players to get them to doubles because the Russian doubles team was not strong. Right. Um, but nobody could do it. Can nobody do it? Yeah. I mean, uh, Rublev and Medvedev, they went undefeated in singles. <laughs> yeah, hard to lose an event when you go undefeated in your singles. I mean, in fact, you won't because it's just that's just it's just that simple. If you win your two singles matches, you've won uh, that round against any country. And they both were like, "Look, we're not trying to lose." No, no, not at all. And I tell you what, the surprise now. So. So, okay, so we called Russia to win, so it was no surprise that they were in the finals. But I do think we were surprised that Italy was the country that met them in the finals. Um, I think a lot of us were shocked with how well Berrettini was playing uh, in this tournament. Correct. What do you think? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Because, I mean, again, going off of what we saw last year, Berrettini really was not, uh, as Paul said, that motivated. He didn't really show his true, you know, skill set on the tennis court that, that you know, the tournaments that we saw him in. Um, so, you know, there was a little bit of doubt there, but he sure did get up in that ATP Cup and was like, ain't nobody scared of none of y'all. I'm about to bring, <laughs> right. I'm about to bring y'all my game. And that's what he did. And he beat a lot of really, really quality players last week, which should go extremely, you know, far for him and his mental, uh, going into the Australian open. So yeah, yeah. He played well as did Fabio. I mean, you know, Fabio's coming off mm-hmm. of that surgery and, you know, they even showed him laying up in the hospital bed a few times there and, you know, for him to bounce back and get him some victory. That's again very, very um, uh, commendable. I mean, they, they just did they did their thing, man. They did, and as well as he was playing, he couldn't get past old Big Bear Medvedev. No, and um, you know, I think I've been saying for a while Medvedev, uh, or did we do we both pick we both pick Medvedev to win, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, that yeah, correct. okay. So yeah, so you know, brothers on tennis, you know. Don't be surprised if Medvedev is holding up that Australian Open trophy at the end of two weeks. Uh, we, we think he's peaking kind of at the right time. Exactly. So um, so let's let's go into this week with the Australian Open. And yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going to really talk about the results from yesterday because um, if you are not aware, every morning 
during the Australian Open, we're on Locker Room at 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific time to talk about the matches for the day. We talk about the upsets. We talk about the really good matches. Uh, we even talk about what are some good matches coming up. So join us there. Um, you know, we had a really, really good conversation this morning. Um, I was only planning to be out there for about 30 minutes and we chatted, <laughs> we chatted it up for a good hour this morning. So, uh, <laughs> so definitely come out and join us there, but let's talk about some of the matches that are coming up today uh, at the Australian open tonight. Um, and right now I know we have on the screen, we have Azarenka playing Pagula and they are five, five in the first set. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azarenka was up a break. Uh, she was up five three, and now she's serving left thirty uh, five all. Um, is what are you thinking, Isaac? Is Azarenka going to pull this out, or you know? Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, it's hard for me to see Pagula, Pagula being able to 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 take her out, even even though she's looking good right now. I think Azarenka has that next gear um, that she'll be able to, you know, kind of pull into, and uh, you know, similar to how she did Serena. Um, <laughs> lost that first set and then came back blazing uh, second and third at the uh, U.S. Open. So, so no, I, I feel like Azarenka is still she's 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 safe. She's safe. She's just uh, you know getting herself getting herself right. And, and and I do again see her getting through this one. Tough one though, because again, sure. I I just feel bad for this this early round, this first round, because we like Pagula and we want her to you know to be able to 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 go far in these slams. But unfortunately, it's a, it that's a tough one. Right, right. Yeah, I, you know, we have uh, Azarenka going for him, and I just, I agree with you. I think over the course of this match, she'll find a way to to uh, pull this one out. Now, how excited are you, Isaac, tonight for this blockbuster matchup we've got? <laughs> we've got hometown favorite Alex Dimignor against <laughs> um, American COVID case. Uh, Tina Sangren how excited are you to sit down and watch that match tonight (laughs) well I I don't know that I would say I'm excited to watch it I'm excited to hear the results of it (laughs) (laughs) and I fully expect Alex DiMenard to do what he is expected to do and that is uh, you know get that victory so um yeah yeah i i i i'm a big uh demonar fan and uh, i'm hoping that he is going to uh do do everybody some uh uh some some good and uh and get that win how about you bryce how are you feeling about that match oh i'm excited man i i look <laughs> i i i heard that tennis sangren's groin is a little tender and i just need alex to run him to death <laughs> I don't want him to hit two balls to the same side of the court the whole night. <laughs> I want Tennis Sangren to tap out. Say tap, tap, tap. tap I'm out. done. I'm right. done. So, I, can't, I can't do this. <laughs> right. No, my goodness. And, uh, you know, an uh, early result that we have, which, once again, this was just another just unfortunate first-round matchup. We had Elise Mertens uh, facing Layla uh, Fernandez. Yeah. Yeah. In the first round. And Elise Mertens did her best version of a 
child stay in school type of um <laughs> <laughs> you know message uh she really put the smackdown on uh Layla she really did that one was surprising to me to be very honest with you because I actually think I even pick, picked uh Layla to get through that match but yeah Mertens was like little girl please ain't like scared of you <laughs> <laughs> she's like you, you better grow some more before you come out here trying to swim <laughs> right <laughs> these are full grown women out here playing <laughs> right say I as a grown woman you, you, you're not quite there yet you ain't ready no so, no no yeah that's, that, that's, that's, that's hilarious Okay, also, we get our first look tonight of Coco Golf against Jill Teichman again. What again, about that? Again, man. Repeat. I, I tell you what. I, now, this is where I'm hoping it's not like what you were saying, where the under underdog uh, ends up coming back and getting that victory, or the one who, not underdog, but the one who lost the last time comes right. back and get the victory. Because, uh, yeah, they played, Teichman played her, like I said, extremely tough last week. And the fact that it was in a third set tiebreaker and, and Timmy Coco was lucky to get out of that match. I, I'm, I'm hoping that she has a little bit better form and that she's able to, you know, get things done a little bit cleaner and easier. But I just don't know that I, I see that happening. I think this is going to be yet another three setter. And I don't know who to call to, to, to take it. Um, I'm hoping Coco can get it done. But uh, like I said, Joe, Joe Teichman ain't no joke, bro. What are you feeling about that one? I'm nervous because, um, you know, Teichman's a little more of a veteran yeah. than, than Coco Goff is. So I, I have maybe a little more faith in her ability to course correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still think Coco is the better player. She just needs to, you know, you know, Remember that the the second serve is supposed to also go in the box, <laughs> and you know, and then that forehand, you know, she she needs to keep that in the court herself. Yes. So yes, I mean, <laughs> I, if she does that, I think you know she, she'll win. Uh, I'm personally excited for, and I'm saying this and watch it be a blowout, oh. Berrettini against Kevin Anderson tonight. Yeah, yeah, that one I feel like is going to be a really good one. I think we talked about that being one of our popcorns, and I, and I think it will be. I really, really believe that it will be. Um, it just, uh, yeah, I you know you can never underestimate Kevin Kevin Anderson. I mean, he's again, he's a Grand Slam finalist, so I, I just feel like he's always going to bring bring a good, strong game. And uh, I just think he and Berrettini are just going to be they're going to be blowing it out because they got big ground big ground games and. Yeah, it, it'll be a good match. It'll definitely be a good match. Now, are there any ones I didn't name that you have, like, a particular interest in tonight? Um, not really. Um, well, I think what Paz and Jill Simone is going to play. I mean, I you know. Right. Yeah, so that one, that one will be good. Like I said, I do think uh, the, the Pospisil Medvedev will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be fun to just see how Medvedev smacks him up and how, how that's going to come <laughs> across. Cause I feel like, you know, he's played him now and he's like, okay, I, I kind of know your game now. So I feel like he's going to smack him up a little bit, but yeah, that's, that's, eh, that's about it. As far as the, the ones that are coming on that I'm really like, yo, that, that I'm, I'm wanting to see. Right. Yeah. So as a reminder, if you want to hear us talk about the results of all these great matches that are happening uh, tonight, Join us at 8 o'clock a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. 
here on Locker Room, um, and we will chat it up. So, uh, Isaac, you want to invite some? Let's invite some people up now and see what yeah, are their thoughts. Let's get their thoughts. I'd love to see what they think about the uh, tournaments last week, as uh, as as well as you know, they want to talk uh, what what's also happened at the Australian Open. Right. So, hey, so if you want to come up and and, and chat a little bit about some of these results, uh, uh, send me a, a speaker request. Otherwise, you're just going to make me pick you guys out and bring you up. Anyway. <laughs> Let me just pick you and pull you. Right. All right. There oh, we go. Hey, Sasha. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? What's good, up, Sasha? Good. Oh, and we got we got Nick coming up too. Hey, Nick, welcome. How you doing, What's up, Nick? Hey, guys, how you doing? Happy Good late man. birthday! Thank you, thank you. I'm still paying for it today, but we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sasha, tell us, you know, what what are your thoughts about you know some of the results so far? Yeah, firstly, I don't know if you guys saw Monfils's interview uh, last yeah. night after his loss. I mean. He's a guy that, you know, is never sad, uh, which was weird to see him, you know, in literal tears in the press conference. And then they kind of ended ended the interview right there. And Mm -hmm. he he just has zero confidence. And, yeah, I mean, I thought he was going to lose it because of the way he's been playing. But to see him like that, it was just a little bit concerning. Uh, Not sure what he's thinking in terms of his career. I mean, he's probably going to fight and try to come back, like, you know, to play competitively in the top 30. But I don't think it, would, it was this bad because apparently he hasn't won, won a match in a year at this point. The last time he won a match was when he won uh, a couple matches right before he almost beat Novak that tournament, uh, which was around right. this time last year. And, yeah, that was yeah that was one of the craziest things to see. Of course, this Chapo center match, you guys covered that. That was an epic. Uh, that was a good match this morning. Yeah. It, it, that was great. Uh, in all honesty, like I, I did see, um, who, who did I see? Um, oh, I did see uh, Kennan actually earlier, which was uh-huh. on day two. Looked pretty solid, but uh, I mean, definitely not going to be that same form like how she ra- ran hot last year. That's going to be interesting to see. Like, I think you know, you know who I think on the women's side yesterday was interesting. Schwatek. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Shratik, you know, just because of the lack of play that she's had uh, ever since the French Open. I mean, you know, she's she looked pretty good. I mean, one and three. And I think I think, you know, she she could make some noise. I mean, it's not going to be that easy. She doesn't have a tough draw. She doesn't have an easy draw. She's got that bottom half and stuff. And this is going to be interesting to see right. how she progresses along. Well, I want to go back to you talking about the Monfils, um interview, yeah. because I'm telling you what. It's exactly like you said. We're so used to seeing Monfils so jovial and happy and 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 very excited. And to see him in tears really got to me last night. And although he was speaking in French, when right. they translated what he said, um, you know, about not having any confidence and not having had any wins or whatever, that was just really heartbreaking to hear because you knew it was sincere. Now, right. the good news is I've heard a couple of things since. Number one, I I heard that I guess he talked to his mom and his mom gave him that, oh, oh, that's all right, baby. You just go back to practicing and you'll be all right. 
And, and um, so he, you know, so he got that from his mom. And then I did see a message from him where he said he was going to be back out on the practice course today. So sure. I think he just needed to get that out. And, and, you know, maybe that was kind of like a rock bottom for him yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and definitely hoping that you know he's got look he's got the whole season ahead of him. Yeah, for sure. No, he exactly. does exactly. He's in the stands watching Spitalina have hard time winning that first. Oh man, D- don't even talk about winning a first that became difficult because I have some money on Azarenka and now she's messed that up. She got two more sets. She's got yeah, two more no, sets. I, I, I know. Yeah, I can't believe it. I, I you know five three thirty love. And what happened was, like, uh, I stopped watching when she was up early on in the first set because I turned it over to Rublev just because I'm a big Rublev fan, and I just wanted to watch that. So then I, I was following the scores, and online it said it, it was 6-3. So that's why I wrote in the chat, like, yo, she took the first set. I'm, I'm super confused what's going on. Then I go and check, and I turn it on, and, and actually she had just been broken back. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary stress on a Monday night. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, we we know who her coordinator is, so you know <laughs> they definitely will have an opportunity to come back. Yeah, now, hey sure. Nick, I saw you made a comment, which is a very good point. A lot of people are very interested to see what Rafael Nadal is going to look like tonight because of his back and him not playing any of the matches in the ATP Cup. You know, what's what's kind of your thoughts on Nadal and how he's looking? I don't know. You know, I, the only the only thing right now that I have is ESPN too. So, um, and you know how they 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 like to chat before they go to the tennis, which takes me off. But they uh, <laughs> they uh, they showed a part of his uh, press conference, and you know, normally at a at a major when Nadal's all pumped up and ready to go, and he's talking energetic. I mean, he was, he was talking like Monfils and, um, Oh really? And, uh, they, they showed him on the practice court and, you know, you're not going to go all out necessarily on the practice court, but he was just fluffing those serves. in. so that back injury might be, might be for real. He might've tweaked something, you know, he was just going through the motions on his serve, but you know, it's practice. He doesn't really have to do anything, but get the timing down. But, you know, I, I got, big question mark because i like him a lot so yeah is, is, is nadal your guy is he your one out of the big everybody has their favorite big three person <laughs> is, is, is your guy nadal uh well if federer's not around yeah okay um, i knew i liked you nick followed, <laughs> <laughs> followed by city pass i i i'd, I'd like to oh. see him get his get his head right and uh yeah play some tennis <laughs> but uh, instead, of, instead of hitting his dad with his racket or something exactly <laughs> yeah but no, uh, yeah, i like nadal i've always liked nadal sure no rafa's great attitude i mean never say die literally talks about everything in such a positive light while other yep. players may be complaining it's it's a lesson to learn even outside of tennis i think he's so great that way super inspirational right uh-huh. so so I have a question for all of you, and I'll start with you, Isaac. So on both the men's and the women's side, if there were to be a dark horse horse champion on both sides, somebody who mm-hmm. we're not necessarily, you know, saying is a favorite to win, 
who would be your guess as to who that would be on the men's and the women's side? So Isaac, let's start with you. Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, I, for me, I'm, I'm going to stick with, uh, with, with, with my girl. Cause I just feel as though, uh, folks are not taking her seriously and she's about to bust on the scene and she's going to shock a lot of people. And that's going to be Rabakina. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I, I really feel like folks are not giving her the credit that she deserves. She got game that, that, that young woman has some game and I feel like she is about to do some good things. So I, 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 put, I would, if I'm going to call a dark horse, I'm going to put my, my coins on her. Um, as far as the 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 guys go, uh, you know, if it, it it's kind of like I don't know if you consider this to be, you know, not talking about someone, but I, I, I honestly I would kind of have to put Shapovalov there. I don't know Ooh, if he qualifies. Okay. I was, I was yeah. kind of thinking that too. Because I tell you what, he showed a lot of grit in that five setter against because Yannick Center was like, "Look, I, I ain't going nowhere. I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a play you." And I'm gonna play you strong. And I mean, I feel like he he was emotionally there. He was fully engaged. And I feel like that win is really going to get him back on track to kind of where he was early last year and end of 2019, where he was just kind of really finding his form. He was working with Mikhail Yuzny and and just really showing showing some good strong possibility. So uh, for me, I would say Rabakina on the women's side, and I would say Shapo on the men's side. Okay. So right. Sasha, who 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 do you think? Yeah, for the men's Rublev. Uh, Ooh, good one. Uh huh. I mean, you know, he's in hot form. Like I feel like him and Med just feel like they may not be able to lose. But in terms of dark horse, just because he's not talked about, and you know, he's outside the top four seats, definitely him. Uh, and, and and you know, depending on how intense and how crazy he can go, it it really depends on him and where he is mentally at times. Because sometimes he loses focus, but Sometimes when he's so engaged in the match, he's just, like, hard to even get through, I feel like, you know. And it's it's not easy. And I feel like the top four guys, if there's one player they don't want to play, it's Rublev. It's, it's right. Rublev on any given day. He's just one guy that's just going to be relentless, even if he's down. Um, and, and I do know, I do remember him saying his idol was Rafa, and he kind of tries to idol that, uh, model that in his intensity, where he's just going to keep trying no matter what. And I, and I, and I think he's, he kind of does that, but... Obviously not to the same extent, but that way I, I got to give him props to that where he can maintain a lot of intensity. But on the woman's side, I got to go with Kivitova. Uh, if she runs, that is, I have noticed that that is your girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Kivitova, I'll never forget in the 2019 Aussie Open too, when she did show up to the finals after all her it's like her stabbing scares and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And then kind of came up and then just made that finals. It was kind of incredible. But, you know, when she's just on and actually flies under the radar, she plays better is what I've noticed um, when the pressure's off her. And she looked pretty good yesterday, uh, one in straight sets. And, yeah, I mean, as a dark horse, I think she's legitimate. I mean, she's won slams before, so why not? Right. That Okay. Now, Nick, who do you think? Uh, dark horse. You know, I – for the guys, I would just, I would, I, there's something about him that I've, I've, I've always liked, but he just can't win those top five setters is Roenick from Canada. Oh, okay. I would love to see that guy get it together. And uh, I don't know, you know, he just, he's just workman. Like he just plays and, you know, 
there's no there's no nonsense about him and uh, right but you know there's just that that hurdle i wonder what it would be like if he ever got over that hurdle um and uh and then the women's um i know she's been there before but no one's talking about my girl muga and Ooh, i know okay. she got beat in the final <laughs> um badly but I don't know. I like her. I like Muga. Actually, I think Muga is one, to me, in terms of who's playing well right now, she's in my top four. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would put her with Serena, Osaka, and maybe Sabalenka. Yeah. You, oh, you know, her, yeah. She doesn't, yeah get much, she doesn't get much press, though. Right. That right. Exactly. So no, those are all some some very look. I think the really cool thing about both the men's and the women's tours is that they're so deep. There are people who have legitimate chances, probably down into the twenties. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, I mean, the men has the men. Oh my God! Did been you a little see that forehand from Rublev? Oh, 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 he's yeah. <laughs> but with the men's, we know the big three have kind of dominated, you know, at the end of the day. But I, I think that's turning around. Right. Now. So, Bryce, who are your dark horses? Oh, who are my dark horses? Um, that's that's a good one. Um, it's so funny. I listened to all of y'all and didn't even really think about, <laughs> you know, my own. We want to hear yours. Yeah, I I guess if I were to pick a, a dark horse, oh, and it's tough because I don't think he really falls into. I don't know if you guys think he falls in a dark horse category or not, but um, I think if Cece Pass mm-hmm. can yeah, get no, that's ins- fair. That's if he can if he gets inspired and he's you know he's a very spiritual and emotional player. If he starts playing well and he's being very creative and he's coming to the net a lot and he can sneak up and win this thing. These right. courts, these courts um, favor that type of gameplay. And with Roger not being here, uh, no one, everybody else is kind of, they're kind of all baseliners. Right. I'd like to you, see it. I'd like to see that. Yeah. So um, he would be my dark horse on the men's side. On the women's side, and I know y'all are going to just laugh me <laughs> out the entire room Uh-oh. on this one. But believe it or not, my dark horse is Venus. Mm, okay. Um, my thing is, if Osaka somehow does not make it to the quarterfinals, if she somehow gets upset, and Venus gets through to play Serena in the semifinals. I would not be surprised the way that that Venus is hitting right now. That could be an upset. And if she and I and I honestly believe if Venus gets into another Grand Slam final, I'm really not afraid for her of anybody on that other side of the draw, whether it's Barty. Pliskova, Kennan, Azarenka. I, I would, I would say Venus has a shot there. Now, I know that's the darkest of horse, horses, right there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, look, 
it could happen. That's right. Why not? It's a sport. That's I absolutely mean, right. I mean, yeah, with the women's, literally anything can happen when we think about the history of the Grand Slams of the last couple of years, right? So I, I wouldn't even fault you for bringing her name up. Uh-uh. Um, why not? And if she gets to the finals, I feel like she'll be willing to break a leg just for this because she knows we'll probably one of her, <laughs> probably her last match. Exactly. <laughs> like, right. she'll do anything and everything. She, uh, we'll probably even see a dive. It's not even more about the player that's on the other side, how they're playing. It's about how much effort she's going to give, and she's going to give right. it all. Right. And I'm going to tell you what, just like I said about Cece Paz, you know, we've been asking Venus to do this more and more, but if she could just get a very aggressive mindset hmm. and make her way into the net more often, I know she gets caught up in those baseline rallies a lot of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where Venus excels on the rest of these ladies. Right. Okay? And if she can get to the net, um, but, you know, like I said, she has to actually do it. So, well, look, I want to thank, you know, uh, you know, Nick and Sasha for coming up. We have to get ready to wind this up because, you know, we have our after show on Instagram (laughs) uh, after this. So uh, hopefully we we see you guys uh, over there. But Isaac, do you have any final words? uh, before we start to sign off here? Uh, no, man. I just am so happy that we are in the midst of the Australian Open, another Grand Slam, and it sounds as though the listeners are out there watching these great matches. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's all good. And, and please come support. Come support 8 a.m. Pacific every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, definitely is a good way to, to talk the talk on the day's matches. Absolutely. And once again, just one more reminder, if you're listening to this uh, as a podcast, uh, please take an opportunity to get the Locker Room app and do like Nick and Sasha did with us today. Come up and join us, engage in the conversation, and we want to hear what you think. We're interested, you know. Um, This is not just uh, us talking to you. We want you guys to talk to us as well. So with that, enjoy all the tennis. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And this has been your boy, Bryce. And this is your boy, Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Enjoy the Australian.